Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week 14, the end of the fantasy regular season. Hopefully you've made your playoffs. Hopefully it was a good year for you. But if not, we're going to start talking about 2023 for you next week. So, or this coming week. So if if you're out, hey, we we have you covered. We'll start talking about next year already. Let's forget this year. But we've got one last time to go over the recap here. So let's do it. Bills Jets is the first one. Bills win 20 to 12. Um, my box scores don't want to load today. Again, another another relatively low scoring game here. Bills. I mean, Josh Allen not putting up monster numbers, only 147 in a touchdown. But again, he runs for a touchdown that's 47 yards on the ground. And that's why he does really well for you. So he's able to do something there. Through the air, Dawson Knox catches a touchdown. Diggs didn't do much for you. If you were counting on Diggs as your top receiver to get you into a playoff. And he goes three for 37. Gabe Davis, three for 31. It's not a lot of offense there for it for, for Buffalo. But hey, they, they, they're they winning, so they don't really care, I guess. Yeah, 10 and three. And then, hey, the Jets have been better than we originally thought they were going to be. You know what I mean? Their, their defense can obviously stand up, but not quite enough offense as we jump over to them. Mike White, 27 for 44, 268 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Obviously, that's not going to get it done. But at the same time, good enough against a Buffalo team, but you, you got to throw some touchdowns. Uh, Zonovan Knight, 17 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. So if you did play him, surprisingly, another good game for him. So that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore are really the two wide receivers that stood out. No touchdowns here, but both had six catches. Garrett Wilson for 78 yards and Elijah Moore for 60. So Garrett Wilson, once again, doesn't hurt you if you play him. So he's uh he's he's one of those guys that you're going to be looking for he's, next year to make a huge jump. He's had a good stretch. So let's go back to week eight. I'm just going to go over his numbers mm-hmm. here. Starting in week eight, he had six for 115 off seven targets. Then he goes eight for 92. Okay. By week, comes back against New England, only two for 12. So that was a down week. But then he goes five for 90. And that was the that was the Zach Wilson, I believe. That was probably his last game, if I'm guessing right. Then he comes back five for 95, two touchdowns. Eight for 162, six for 78. It's been a solid stretch for him. It really has. So see if that continues into next year. Definitely, definitely much better. Um, Bengals, Browns. Bengals win 23 to, ah, I lost my thing, 23 to 10. Um, not as much offense this week for the Bengals. Burrow throws two touchdowns, though. So that's solid. One to Jamar Chase, one to Trenton Irwin. No one got involved in the passing game except Jamar Chase in this one. 10 for 119 for Chase. No one else had more than two catches. So that was it. Yeah. The targets alone. Yeah. It it told the story. It was actually, it was insane, actually, because, you know, he had 15 targets, which is already huge. And then the next guy down would be uh, Piran with five. He only caught one. And then uh, Trent Taylor, who had four targets, only caught one again. Everyone else had two or one. So, I mean, it just shows like, unless he was trying to dump it off a few times, he was just going to chase over and over yep. and over again. When that wasn't happening, Joe Mixon, he had 14 carries for 96 yards, but P Ryan was the one that got the touchdown. He so did. when he got the touchdown, but the question yeah. of, you know, how do you feel about those? We didn't know how they were going to play. And this kind of did, you know, Mixon's numbers and P Ryan's, 
you you saved them both. Neither of them made you happy. Neither of them made you too sad. But this is the worry, right? And what were you going to say about Piran's touchdown? So it's not many touches, but if he's going to steal goal line, that's 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 yeah. still not good for Mixon owners. No, and he only you know? had four touches. I mean, he was yeah. able to get in the end zone, but that could have easily you know turned into yep. something else. So. And then for the Browns, Watson throws for 276, a touchdown and a pick. Touchdown went to Njoku. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a good eight for 114 game. Amari Cooper only two for 42. Nick Chubb, 14 for 34. So he's, um again, go, if you, you're relying on him to get to the playoffs here, it's, you, you hate that this is the performance he had in week 14. But hopefully he turns it around if you're already in. He's had a really good year. So hopefully you are set in the playoffs if you have Chubb. How about Cowboys Texans? This one was closer than expected. It's a 27-23 Cowboys win. Prescott throws 284, a touchdown, but two picks. Not a not a great day for him. His one touchdown throw went to Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard also ran one in. But Zeke is starting to take over more of that rushing load. 15 for 62 and a touchdown for Zeke. Pollard 10 for 42 in that touchdown. Four for 20 through the air for Pollard as well. And Schultz, six for 87, led the way. CeeDee Lamb only five for 33, but it's definitely a split there between Zeke and Pollard. Definitely yeah. a split. And and that is the worry, right? Zeke is a very good player, and we love Pollard in this podcast. We always have. But um, I, I do think as long as you continue to see both be productive, and right now both are getting double-digit carries, 10 and 15, but that number is going to change depending on who's healthy, who has a hot hand. Right now you're you're running with them, right? Because we're we're playoff time. How like if you had both of these guys, if they were handcuffing each other, are you just playing both of them? Or if you had to play only one, say you only had one slot left, who do you actually trust more right now? It's probably Pollard. It feels like he I think he's gonna get more opportunities in the passing game too. It's probably Pollard, but I don't think I mind putting both of them in and just seeing what happens, right? They're using them both. Right. So I'd be okay with that. For the Houston side, uh Mills throws for 175, no touchdowns, a pick. Driscoll throws a touchdown. They used two QBs in an odd way in this one. Um, Driscoll ran the ball seven times as well. So it was a little different there. Damian Pierce, 22 carries, 78 yards and a touchdown. And the one touchdown went to Amari Rogers, who is now a Texan, four for 57. And Chris Moore, 10 for 124. Yeah, coming out of nowhere. But um, yeah, and Damian Pierce, 22 for 78 and a touchdown. I don't know if you already said that, but another one, (laughs) you know I mean? Like it's a tough one because these are the kind of performances we love to see, but I don't know if you played them against Dallas or not. And I wouldn't have blamed you because it is so up and down right now Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, who would have guessed that this game was going to be close enough to keep giving him uh, yeah, enough rushes. So you get over 20, you're going to have a good day, but you never know when that's going to come nowadays. How about the next one? Lions, Vikings, Lions win 34-23, five and one in their last six. We're going to make the playoffs. Got a good got a good team right now. I don't Thank know. God I like we it. Have LA's draft pick because we're right. screwing ourselves over. I like it. This team is playing well. They have yep. a shot at the playoffs. They really do. And they're actually, they'd be a tough team. I don't think anybody wants to see them in the first round, to be 100% honest with the way they've been playing lately. So four more games. Hopefully they can keep it up. Goff, 330, three touchdowns, no picks. And those people that are mock drafting a quarterback to the Lions with that Rams pick, just give us a defensive player. Yeah, Lions aren't drafting a QB there. No. It, and thank give- God, they, they, they won't. And uh, I'm so happy that they finally yeah. got smart. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing it. They're just not doing it. Goff, why? why? Nope. Same, reason is- we, same reason they traded Hawkinson. They're 
They're actually yep. starting to play like a halfway decent team. You yep. can't spend a ton of money on players that are not going to be the difference. And I know you would say QBs are. You're absolutely right, but too Office. hard to pick. And we see it year after year. Mm-hmm. The Jets, should they have taken Zach Wilson? We don't know. Should have. I mean, you can go down the list. Well, and then even it's early, I know, in Cleveland, but Deshaun Watson hasn't looked great in two games. And Russell Wilson hasn't been good. Like, two games. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I mean, you see these people go yeah. big for these I mean, quarterbacks and they don't always play out either. You're so. absolutely right on the Russell Wilson front, though, because, you know, we, we mm-hmm. haven't seen anything of Deshaun. But, yeah, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson has looked awful all year. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, the amount of money you're giving him. Yep, for sure. So on the ground game for the Lions, the leading rusher was actually C.J. Moore, and that was on a fake punt. So 42 yards off the fake punt. Jamal Williams, 16 for 37. DeAndre Swift, only six carries for 21. Justin Jackson gets the touchdown on the ground. Um, And then they just spread the ball around to a lot of people. DJ Chark, six for 94 and a touchdown. St. Brown, six for 68. Josh Reynolds was five for 51 and a touchdown. Jamison Williams gets his first catch. 41-yard touchdown. That's right. He's going to be a star. He's going to be a star. And then Panay Sewell catches one for nine yards on third down. The Lions go to the go to the tackle. Like, what are you doing? It was awesome, man. I love it. I love it. They yeah. get the win. And this one cracks me up, too, because uh, you would think that it would actually be the opposite, where you maybe you have Amon, right, Amon Ra St. Brown doing the heavy like lifting or maybe like Jamal Williams or Swift, like we'd have a couple of big names, but no, we, we passed it around. We did everything right. And when I say mm-hmm. Detroit did everything right. And you're kind of like, great. You know, what is Vikings going to do? And literally they could not get anyone going, but possibly the best wide receiver in the league right now who had 11 catches for 223 <laughs> yards, which is freaking ridiculous. It Justin was. Jefferson went off. And it was it was impressive, and it's even more impressive he wasn't able to get in the end zone. But my God, no one can cover that guy. Hawkinson no. also had six catches for seventy-seven, and and Thielen had sixty-five yards, and the touchdown. KJ Osborne also had a touchdown, yeah. thirty-eight yards. So uh, you know they they were definitely lesser, but they could not run the ball worth anything. No. Even though Delvin Cook did get a touchdown, probably saving his week, but only twenty-three yards on fifteen carries. So it was a very different story from uh, the Vikings who were 10 and two going into this where, you know, I think everyone thought they were going to kind of trounce them uh, besides for Justin Jefferson, you know, it was a uh, hard skiing for everyone. Yep. Yeah. Cousins throws for four twenty five, and they only scored 23 points. It's kind of, you know, just didn't happen. How about yeah. this next one? Jaguars Titans Jaguars who the Lions just trounced last week win 36, 22 over the Titans. Titans are real in a little bit. Lawrence throws for 368 and three touchdowns. Really solid day there. He also ran one in for a touchdown. So four total touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence. He threw two to Evan Ingram, who had a monster day, 11 for 162. Zay Jones, eight for 77 and a touchdown. Travis Etienne, has, um, he, he was great for a while, and now he's been struggling a bit. Only 32 yards in this one, no catches. So his last four games for Travis Etienne, 11 carries for 45 yards, two carries for three yards, 13 for 54, and 17 for 32. No touchdowns to be found in any of those games. So it's been a struggle lately yep. for him. Um, he looked really good for a while, so it's not great to see. For the Titans, it's Tannehill with 254 and two touchdowns. He threw them to Oconway, or Con, couldn't have something or other. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the dude's name. And then Westbrook Aquina. Derrick Henry throws for one or runs for 121 and a touchdown, but Titans 
they lose, they drop to seven and six now. So yeah, I, I don't know if it was just this week, but it does feel overall, it does feel like some of these uh, teams that have been struggling early on are kind of getting their feet under him. And yeah. once again, it could be injuries and bye weeks and all of this stuff kind of playing into it. But we saw the, you know, Jacksonville starting to play a little better, uh, really Trevor Lawrence starting to play better. And then everything looks better. Mm-hmm. Detroit is looking better. Even Houston almost putting a scare into like into Dallas. Um, there are some really interesting ones and you're kind of seeing these other teams are falling off. Like Tennessee has been up and down all year, but once again, you know, even, even Buffalo doesn't look unbeatable. It is going to be very, very interesting. Uh, NFL only, obviously, you know, we only have a couple of weeks left in fantasy season, but what is about to happen or transpire in the rest of the NFL? I think it might all of a sudden kind of kick in and, and be a little more of, a little more engaging, a little more fun, like trying to figure, because as so many teams are around 500, everyone is kind of up for the playoffs. So uh, really interesting for next year in fantasy to see who steps up and who's actually going to be in it. And we talked about it too, like ETN is a great example of someone who think we think has all the ability in the world. If Trevor Lawrence starts playing better, how does that affect him? And, and we will probably rank him accordingly to yeah. say, hey, we think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a step up every time that he played a good game, you know, uh, ETN's numbers were down 50% or whatever it might be. So this is actually getting quite interesting for what fantasy will be next year. It is. And that'll be start talking about that stuff here soon. Get some good stuff going out for you. How about Eagles giants? Eagles roll 48, 22. They're going to 12 and one hurts throws for two seventeen, two touchdowns runs for 77 yards and touchdowns having a monster year. He threw the touchdowns, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, so no surprise there. On the ground, Miles Sanders was really good, 17 for 144 and two touchdowns. And he came into this game as the 10th best running back in the NFL in fantasy. This is only going to boost him even further. So if you picked up Miles Sanders, you know, there's been some down weeks, but for the most part, you got a, he was like your third running back and you've been able to use him the whole time. So, yeah, it worked out pretty well for you. For the Giants, Daniel Jones throws for 169 and a touchdown. Tyrod Taylor throw, threw for a touchdown. It was 5 for 5. Ty, Tyrod Taylor comes in and actually led the team in rushing with 40 yards. So that that's, shows what their day was like. Saquon, 9 for 28. He caught 2 for 20. Richie James was 7 for 61 with a touchdown catch, and Hodgins caught one as well. Just not a good day for the Giants. The Giants are going to be a team I think could fall out of this, you know, this playoff run. That's just what I'm thinking here. We've been kind of waiting for it. And it's yep. interesting with Tyrod too, because you start wondering if they, because you need Saquon to be the focal point when they were winning. And um, you start wondering if they're going to just completely, you know, they're freaking out now that they're losing. I wonder if Tyrod will actually get a shot. We'll see. Be interesting. Um, Be interesting for him to actually come in finally and take over for somebody else. He's he's never got an actual opportunity. <laughs> it's always been like, the opposite way. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Ravens, Steelers Ravens win 16 to 14. They they're nine and four, but they have not been, they have not been winning games by a lot here. It's been close wins for them, but they pull it off with Tyler Huntley in this one. Huntley throws for 88 yards before leaving with a concussion. Anthony Brown comes in at QB and throws for 16 yards, but JK Dobbins comes back from injury, 15 carries, 120 yards and a touchdown. God, like I love it, man. I, w- I yeah. wish he would just stay healthy. Like, I mean, it's to the point where I'm like, please don't overrun. <sighs> That's the problem. Like when we talk about like next year, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a tough one for me. He really oh, is. Yeah. Um, I like the talent, but do I trust it? Yeah, uh, and you know that you will have to pay 
the like proper price if he's healthy, like the healthy yeah. price for him. No one's going to get a discount because everyone sees every time he's healthy, he would be, everyone knows he would be a top 10 back if he, mm-hmm. if he played every game. Yeah. And we'll see. That's going to be the interesting part with him next year. So for Pittsburgh, Pickett left this one with an injury. Trubisky comes in, throws for 276, a touchdown and three picks. And that's why he's Mitch Trubisky. He threw the touchdown to Pat Fryermuth. Najee runs 12 <laughs> times for 33 yards and touchdown. This Steelers offense is pretty poor, though. So Trubisky, another reason you don't take a quarterback. <laughs> yep. How about Chiefs Broncos? Broncos actually think made this thing closer than the Chiefs probably would have liked. Mahomes uh, throws for 352, three touchdowns, but three picks as well. His touchdowns went to Jarek McKinnon, two of them, and then Juju Smith-Schuster caught one. McKinnon had seven catches for 112 yards. Pacheco led the ground game with 13 for 70. So, and Travis Kelsey was four for 71. But the three picks kind of kept the Broncos in this one, I would say. But he's not going to be able to get away with that you know, when they play, get into the playoffs. You, can't, you can do this against the Broncos and win. You can't do that against good teams. Broncos are just not that good team. Russell Wilson throws for 247, three touchdowns, though, in a pick. Three touchdowns went to Jerry Judy in this game. One went to Marlon Mack. Brett, Brett Rippon came in after Wilson got himself concussed and threw a touchdown. Wilson oh. led the team with 57 yards on the ground. The play he got concussed on, he actually was scrambling, and it was nice to see. It was like old Russell Wilson for a minute. This was a better game for him in reality. This, but... Oh, without a doubt. I mean, the fact that he had multiple touchdowns alone, I hate to say that for a guy that has had a really good career and probably has opportunity to have a very good career going forward, but it was rough. And this, and that's the rough part. Like you're watching this and you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe they're, maybe he's kind of turning the ship around and then he gets, you know, concussion Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 49ers bucks, 49ers win 35 to seven behind Brock Purdy. They're just a good team. And it's it's actually kind of crazy that this team, they're they're good, right? They're a good team yeah. who doesn't need to worry about the quarterback position. They could put a solid quarterback in there and be good, and they yet traded three first-round picks to get Trey Lance last year. It almost feels like out of character when you really think about it. But they're playing well. And Purdy's solid in this one. 16 for 21, 185, two touchdowns. If you're getting that out of your third-string quarterback, that's that's great. Touchdowns through the air, he threw them to... Um, Oh, I lost it. I think it was Ayuk and McCaffrey. Yep. Correct. Believe McCaffrey also ran the ball 14 times for 119 in a touchdown. So he so, had what 162 total yards and yeah. two touchdowns or so something that, like that. That trade is working out for him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're a really solid team. And and you know, if they actually did I, Craig is absolutely correct when you're talking about like the the production they're able to get out of quarterbacks they didn't think were going to be their starters. I mean, they have so much talent too. If if one of these guys does catch fire or, or get a little confidence behind him, not only can they do that with you know Christian McCaffrey and Debo running the ball now because he he also had four carries for twenty one so, yards and a touchdown. But man, I mean, Ayuk and Debo and Kittle. I mean, there's a lot of there'd be a lot of wrinkles you could throw into here. And Tampa Bay hasn't been great, but with a backup quarterback, it should not be seven to 35. So San Fran is really showing something. So well, bad news though, for Debo owners is it looks like he has a high ankle sprain. I just pulled it up and it looks like they have they they are, they do think it's going to be a high ankle sprain. So originally oh. they thought he might've uh, avoided serious injury, but high ankle sprains, you know, pretty serious. I mean, f- especially for fantasy purposes, 
that might as well just knock him out of the fantasy season at this point, probably. So yeah. that'll be interesting how that plays out. Uh, that's a bummer. I didn't. I didn't hear that. Yeah. I thought maybe. I yeah. thought I was still under the impression that it wasn't going to be. Nope. He um, season ending for him. Well, that it pretty much he'll be he he probably could be back for the playoffs and help the team out, but that's not going to help your fantasy year. So for the box, man, they're just not great. Brady, two fifty three touchdown, two picks. He threw the touchdown to Russell Gage. Rashad White was thirteen carries for fifty six yards. Fournette four for thirteen. Yeah, Bucks aren't that good, but they still might win that division. So yeah, I just want them. And honestly, I would love to see them in the playoffs yep. just for in case anything happens to Brady. You know, you you get that last hurrah. See what happens. How about Panthers beat the Seahawks thirty to twenty four? Thank you, Panthers. The Lions needed that one, so <laughs> we're just cheering against the Seahawks, the Commanders, and the Giants now. Sam Darnold gets a start, throws for 120 yards and a touchdown. His touchdown went to Shai Smith. Chuba Hubbard and Don Deontay Foreman both ran for 74 yards. Hubbard had a touchdown, though. And so did uh, Raheem Blackshear. He got a touchdown on the ground. LaVisca Chenault led the Carolina Panthers with four for 31 through the air. Seahawks, Geno throws for 264, three touchdowns, two picks. He threw one to Goodwin, one to Metcalf, one to Lockett. And on the ground, there was no Kenneth Walker. There's no DJ Dallas. It went to Travis Homer, who has nine for 26. Ugly. That's an ugly game. There's too many points for that game to even be that ugly, to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't know. It didn't seem like a great fantasy day. But there we go. That's it. That is it, Jeff. That's the end of the fantasy football regular season. It's been an interesting one. I feel like offenses are down throughout the year this year. Um. See how that changes. See if the NFL makes any rule changes to, you know, get some more scoring out there. Yeah, that's an interesting one, too. And I'm sure we'll have more of a a recap episode. But after watching this one, because it was kind of an odd year, would you draft, like, does this change your mind for next year of how you draft positionally or or anything of that nature? Does it It shrink the tiers that you created? So, if anything, it felt like... I guess maybe it felt like receivers, like the top receivers were more reliable to me this year than any other position. Running backs just weren't like that reliable in my mind. I didn't see it. Um, some of them were fine, but like Derek Henry's had some good weeks, right? Jonathan Taylor's had some good weeks, but Eckler's had good weeks. They've all had good weeks, but they're not consistent. The wide receivers have maybe been more consistent, but even that's not fully like they Diggs did nothing this week. Right. But it's tough. It's tough. There hasn't been, there's not, I'm not looking into next year right now with like that, those sure thing players like that we thought we would have had. We thought, I mean, this year you, you would have thought Jonathan Taylor and Cooper cup would have been those sure thing players, right? Look how that played out and cup gets hurt. I don't see those players for next year right now. I just don't, I don't see it. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like, we'll, we'll do running back rankings later this week. I don't know who's, I don't know how they're going to go right now. I have to really sit down and look at that. I yeah, no clue. I agree. It's been a very strange year. And then look, the, uh, the people you think you could count on were, there's so many injuries as well. I mean, mm-hmm. you can put that yeah. into perspective, but you do try to, you do try to draft to not put yourself in that, in that precarious position. Right. And, but yeah, the guys that we thought would be easy. I mean, even Jamar chase was hurt for a long stretch of time. Cup was out, uh, you know, even someone like Diggs and, and Debo didn't live up to really the hype. Diggs actually did. I mean, he did pretty well. I shouldn't throw him in that same category, but you know, it was really all over the place. And tight end was a complete shit show. 
Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> so, I mean, no matter what, even QB, the, the top tier shrank considerably. You couldn't really rely on anyone besides yeah, maybe the like, top three. Yeah, so it you... really did just the entire thing. Anyone could be in the playoffs right now. And that's, that made it exciting, but also extremely difficult to try to figure out how to build a team. You, you never know when, when somebody's going to have a bad week. Like This game's still going, so we're not going to talk about it. It just started in the second half. But Tua is three for 15 <laughs> yeah, for 25 terrible. yards in the first half tonight. Like he's like one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, like three for 15 in 25 yards. Like what's happening. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and what happened to Herbert this year too? I mean, I, I think that's Herbert a whole, a... we could almost make a whole episode about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> a, a 500 LA chargers who were on fire offensively last year has all the pieces back. I know Mike Williams was hurt a little bit. Keenan Allen was hurt a little bit, but that's nothing new. Like this should not have gone off the rails nearly as much. And they're still able to make the playoffs, but Herbert was, everyone thought he was going to be a star. They put him number three, and some people were saying, hey, he was the next one up, so put him after Josh Allen. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you look back at what people were saying. Yeah, it just didn't all work out, I would say that, that's for sure. But all right, there we go. <laughs> did not all work out. <laughs> but all right, that'll do it for this one. Talk to you guys next time. <laughs>